All right. Welcome to the Inkwell. The Inkwell. I'm Gabe Went, and and this week we've got a special guest. How did I know it was going to be that? (laughs) (laughs) My good buddy, Stephen Hill, also known professionally as Sharky Steve. Sharky Steve. Sharkleberry Steve. Sharkleberry Steve. Yeah. Big Steve. Big Steve. Instagram Big Steve Tattoo. No S. The original OG of the largest Steves. <laughs> I'm so glad you wore your shark shirt. And I wore my my, my Jack Black inspired shark shirt. Alright, enough of that. Because <laughs> he always wears the like lion sh- shirts or the ones with the wolves howling, you know? Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Big Steve! At the Inkwell. The Well of Ink. Yes, applause. Turn the light on. Those aren't real people. No, those are pre-recorded. Anyway, what's up, man? Nada. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, just uh, hanging out, doing a podcast, trying Mm. to be cool. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen in Edinburgh, though. I mean, I think so. But, uh, yeah, so... I'm here to talk about some tattoo shit. Yeah, yeah, we're here. I, in fact, I just tattooed today. Yeah, you tattooed uh, fresh. Kate, who I'll be talking to next. Yes. Um, but in a pre in a future episode, possibly. So we'll see. Tell me if Kate ever puts these out on the internet. Oh, they'll, they'll be going on. I'm dropping uh, the first one Saturday, um, July first. Uh, which is fitting. First, when you first. guys all see this one, that'll be in the past, so it's kind of like we're doing a little time travel here. Kind of. So anyway, tell me a little bit about your history in the tattoo industry. Um, well, I've been tattooing for around 18 plus years, and uh, yeah, I have been a traveling tattooer. Um, well, how did, uh, how did you get started in the tattoo industry? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really want to work for my parents' company anymore. It's lawn maintenance. I'm a ginger. Doesn't really work out that well. Yeah. <laughs> you I, think about the sun and you. Uh, yeah, I explode. Start cremating. Into, yeah, into a big engulfed in flames. So okay, how how did you get your start then? You didn't want to work for your parents anymore. Well, so there was a local tattoo shop that uh, I went and got an apprenticeship at and. Move this one. Here we go. Talk into the microphone. Yeah, talk into the microphone. Yeah, so I uh, I ended up getting an apprenticeship, working through it, and then they wanted me to buy the the studio, and I was like, okay. So I bought the studio from the gentleman that were running it, and uh, ran it successfully for five years or so, and uh, that's pretty much how it worked. A lot of uh, you know, just hitting the pavement. Yeah. Keeping the nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you first started, did you do any shows or anything like that? Or were you just exclusively at your shop? No, we just hung out at, at the shop mostly. Um, I didn't start traveling until, you know, years later when I started at Electric Chair where I'm at now. So um, the name of your shop, it was Below the Surface Tattoo? It was, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after... So you sold that shop back to... Back to the guys that I had originally bought it from. Because I wanted to move on a bit. I thought I had enough in that position. I was feeling a little stagnant. Needed a change. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you had it successful for multiple years, I'm like, yeah, so five years. over five years. Yeah. But then I remember, because you and I have been working together for like 10 years now. Plus, actually, in July will be my 12th year at Electric Chair. And then this last February was my 10 years back at Electric Chair. Right, because you were in Indiana for yeah. a little while. So I remember when uh, it was, I had come back and you had already sold the shop back to those guys and mm -hmm. they ended up running it right into the ground. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Unfortunately, it was quite quickly. Uh, it, I think six to eight months and they uh, they had it all closed up, which is, I guess, just desserts because they were all right guys, but uh, you know, they did, did myself a little dirty on a couple of times. They, they didn't treat you too well. No, not really. Um, and then I, I know of uh, one of them in the industry. I mean, we don't have to name names or anything, but right. he, he ended up screwing over a lot of people with clients and everything. Yeah, he, he liked to take deposits and never show up for appointments. Yeah. Uh, a few of my clients. Yeah, actually, I've been seeing a lot of those. I ended up finishing a lot of his work. Mm, but, indeed. Uh, so you had a couple of the other guys. They uh, continued tattooing in the in the city, and uh, I think one of them does barbecue now. And uh, I'm not sure about the others. Cool. Uh, so now you've been. You said you've been with Electric Chair now for twelve. Twelve years. Twelve years. And I've been back for ten. So mm -hmm. you and I have been friends for a while now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Freaking lifetime. Our kids go to school together. They do. Yeah. Um, we have constant uh, slumber parties. So do you think you started developing your style before you came to Electric Chair or what, did, did you start developing it when you had Below the Surface and then kind of refined it as you came to Electric Yes, Chair? actually. Um, actually, your first, uh, your first uh, podcaster, Jordan Krakowskis, Jordan's Tattoons, he was a good friend of mine also. Um, in the early years of tattooing, and I, we got along because we had a very new schooly kind of upbringing, but uh, pretty much kind of brought that into a little more illustrative, you know, uh, kind of neo trad style. Yeah, lots of black work and Fun. that kind of stuff. Funny tattoos. I like funny tattoos. Yeah, you don't really like doing any like the dark, scary kind of stuff. Like you're not, not the really. biggest fan of like skulls and stuff like that. Yeah, it, the the darker imagery I don't really go for, but I like to do some black trad stuff and a little bit of cult stuff too. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, but I keep it try to keep it uh, to tattoos that make people smile. Yeah, so you like having a good time with it. Oh, absolutely. I'd rather do a funny tattoo over a good money making tattoo. What's someone? Do you have any uh, favorites that stand out to you? done over the years now there's this one tattoo i was trying to sell for a few years at the conventions is a, a panini inside of a peony and i named it the peonini and that was a fun tattoo to do a realistic uh panini sandwich inside of a traditional japanese peony it was kind of funny see that time it's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. No, and then just fun tattoos. I like tattoos that make people laugh. So, what, what kind of stuff influences you or uh, inspires you? Pun tattoos, tattoos that you look at and go, "Holy shit, that was dumb." <laughs> well, those are that. That's my bread and butter. Yeah. Like what, dumb uh, tattoos. Like that uh, lost Bic lighter one. That oh yeah, missing lighter. Missing lighter. Oh hell yeah. 
No. So and I, I've been doing a lot of uh, the uh, sticker tattoos and the embroidery tattoos and stuff yeah. lately. I've I seen over the last, you know, I'd say over the last two years you started dabbling in those a little more and then mm -hmm. it, it's grown to... It's super popular nowadays. Yeah. There's some uh, big names in the industry that do that those styles and I'm definitely very inspired by them. So when you're developing your artwork for a client, would you say that you look for inspiration from other artists or do you look for inspiration elsewhere? Um, definitely from other artists. I, being traveling for so many years, I've got to meet just a bunch of amazing tattooers. And uh, through them and just the years of practice and whatnot, I, I, that's what I kind of, uh, you know, my, the way my style goes. So you spent, I remember when you guys went on the road, but for everybody that doesn't know the history of that, um, tell me how you it all started for you with all the, your glory years on the road and everything. Tell me how that all got well, started. Well, it all, it all started with uh, Josh Garricks, and he's going to be on the podcast as well here pretty soon. And uh, we just started doing a couple of gigs here and there. There was a really, uh, really cool show in uh, Grand Rapids, quite a few years ago it was a one-time show and we actually met most of the good friends at that show it was really fun uh, yeah because then after that wasn't your guys's first show like the chicago show or something like that or yeah i think yeah it was chicago because it was like you josh and it was uh justin howell as justin well. howell yeah, as well, he's, yes is that one of our other locations we have four locations um so you guys got started with that and that first year, how many how many shows do you think you did that first year? Oh, maybe three or four. And then it just started snowballing from yep, there. Yeah, and then we just grew to love being on the road and meeting new people every weekend in a different, you know, place. Uh, did you just, work out there yeah, anymore? Absolutely. So then, um, so from there, how, tell me how the Ink Wizards got started. Tell, tell me about that. Well, um... Josh and I were traveling quite a bit, and we had made some friends who are also from Michigan, and uh, they had just kind of, you know, lost a little, a couple of people from their travel squad, so they were like, hey, you know, you guys want to come on with us and do a couple of shows, and <clears throat> Josh didn't really, uh, wasn't into it quite so much at the beginning, so I decided to go out on the road with them and just see how it was cool yeah who, who were who, who was all in that at first originally it was uh cj uh inky jones she was on ink master second the second season i believe and uh and mama kate she's uh fantastic they're both <clears throat> super good tattooers and then uh yeah so we started doing a couple shows that ended up being pretty cool and um, yeah, met a, met a bunch of new people. So then uh, Jordan jumped on, and then Josh jumped on, and then uh, there's a young lady named Sarah Giacalone. She jumped on with us. She also, well, she works at a different studio now, but she worked with us for she quite a while. She worked with us for quite a while. She, I mean, she did her apprenticeship with Josh. Mm-hmm, yeah. So a long-time affiliated. Yeah, yeah. We, when I uh, got to the studio in... Uh, 
in the olden days, I guess, back in the day day, I don't remember what year it was, um, she was working at the studio, but then ended up leaving for a while. She, she left moved up, to the, went up to, to the UP. Yeah, she went to Marquette. Yeah. She went to Marquette, and that's exactly when I came back mm -hmm. and filled that spot. Right. Yep. So I, I moved back to Bay City from Indiana, and I <clears throat> took over Sarah's old booth. Yeah, so we uh, started the Ink Wizards at that point in time. We... Uh, we were just, you know, doing a few shows here and there, and but then it, it really started picking up. We ended up doing, uh, like, almost 25 shows a year Yeah, for you, a, quite a few years. So you guys had the coolest, like, travel banners. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the magic card. The magic cards, yeah. Banners. No, actually, Josh and I started that, where uh, we were traveling together. We did, you know, four or five shows, and we were like, hey, we need banners that, like, match. So it looks like, you know, we're together, like, hanging out, you know, um, way more of, like, a team. Do you think that that started getting you guys noticed? Oh, absolutely. Having uh, a absolutely. really cool, recognizable style Yeah, the banner retro, like retro banners, they were to made, made to look like Magic the Gathering cards. So we had our own playable cards that had, you know, uh, things that you could use in the game if, if you know, the people you're playing against... You know, for all you up. guys that are watching this on YouTube, I'll do some movie magic and throw a little clip of uh, each of their cards up there so you can yeah. see what we're all talking about here. Okay. So yeah, um, Jeremiah Teets was uh, our leader. He's an amazing guy into lots of cool exotic animal stuff. So, um, being, but then, yeah. being on the road with all those guys and you have that diverse crew with you and then you had Jeremiah at the helm and everything. Now, I, I know you, you guys had some, some fun, wild, exciting times at oh, some yeah. moments and, like, some weird things happen on the road and some wild, you know, well, like encounters with animals and everything like that. So tell, absolutely. Me, tell me, like, some of your, your highlights over the years of some stuff that you really remember. Um, well, yeah, what I really remember, it's because, uh, you know, we would go in, we pull in on a Thursday, set up, you know, get trashed. <laughs> Friday, get but there. You know, no, Sharky no, Steve. I think no, not gonna... the shark on the bar. No, so we would then we would work Friday. He's influencing and... me today to drink. Yeah, people. not not sponsored, not sponsored. No, labels um, out. Yeah, labels Dan. labels in. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> I need a new pair of shorts. So. Alright, so you guys would show up, come in. Yep, like a wrecking in, ball. Yeah, like, swinging uh, like the Kool-Aid man. <clears throat> absolutely, and at that point, the shows were still fairly manageable, you know. They were keeping them to, you know, just under a couple hundred people, and they were still small, but then as we continued over the past, like, you know, it, well, it's been about ten years since we've been traveling, but in the, like, the, the like third year till about the seventh year, that those those years in there were the hardcore years. Uh, I think that's what I'm gonna say around uh, like eighteen, nineteen, you know, twenty, and maybe even twenty-one. I remember twenty twenty. It was no, it was two thousand nineteen. You guys did like thirty freaking shows that. Yeah, year. we were we were traveling almost every weekend. I mean, I hardly ever saw you guys at the shop. You yeah, were always gone. No, uh, it ended up being uh, something that we were really 
all in tuned to, you know what I mean? There were there was very little squabbling uh, amongst any of us. In fact, we all have amazing sense of humor, and uh, we definitely got some inside jokes that we know because we would drive to every show. We had a big uh, Nissan, big Sprinter van, and uh, a trailer. Yeah, you guys loaded all up, <coughs> packed everybody in. Yeah, and we would drive for hours. And we definitely got to know each other, but there was a lot of sleeping, sleeping in vans. That, I heard there was a, some, at, at random times, you'd have some exotic animals with you, too. Yeah, like I said, Jeremiah's a, a rare animal importer, and at some, at some points of time, we would have uh, some very interesting, cute animals, and some dangerous ones, too. Oh. Um, any highlights to any of that that you can share? Well, there was one year in Milwaukee. Uh, Jeremiah was, I think he was doing a deal with one of the zoos in town, and uh, I got to sneak a baby, um, the baby kangaroo, the baby kangaroo, <laughs> uh, because we couldn't leave it in the van all night, so I had to get it into the room, and yeah, so there's a baby, you, like, baby kangaroo in your hoodie or something like that. No, it was in the backpack, and we were we were all checking in, and we were like, please don't say anything or make any kind of sounds. It was just it was <laughs> super fun. What kind of sound does a kangaroo make? I, I, hopefully not one that'll get us busted trying to bring <laughs> right. a kangaroo into a... Can you imagine the counter lady? What do you got there? Right. What is that? There's no kangaroos allowed. It's a rabbit, I swear. Yeah, it's just an ugly rabbit. Right. Yeah, it's got deformed arms. <laughs> it wants to box. Yeah. So... No, and a lot of fun, just fun times. Yeah, I got to go to a lot of zoos, Jeremiah being an, an animal expert. In fact, he's an expert in sloths. So they call him the sloth boss. Um, because yeah, I think that's his Instagram. I believe so. Yeah, he and he's he like he's starting his own uh, zoo. Yeah, it's like a zoo sanctuary kind yeah, of thing for thing. some rare animals. Yeah, yeah, it's, he loves animals. We went to so many aquariums and zoos and and private owners that we would go to their ranches and you know because he also did. Some kind of pseudo medical stuff for him too. So did you, you like smoke crack with Joe Exotic? No, no, <laughs> never any tigers. No, no tigers. No, uh, no, no tigers. <laughs> All right. Uh -huh. So, did you guys do? All sorts of shows, or was it like you guys mainly did a lot of villain art shows? Yeah, villain arts is the main uh, producer of the shows that we uh, did. So out of all the shows, I mean, and you guys have done a ton of them. Like Tons. From, from the Midwest down the the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been out to the West Coast yet, correct? Not 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 as far as Texas. Texas is as far as we got. Uh, you guys did like Dallas or Houston? Both, uh, Dallas and Houston, yeah. Well, no, we, since we drove to everything, it was really hard for us to do anything further into the mountain states or even into Cali or Arizona. Just, it's just... Way too long of a drive. Even to Texas was like a twenty-eight hour drive. Oh yeah, man. That's yeah, far away. Yeah, um, and we would drive everywhere because we had all of our gear. You know, we rarely flew. In fact, just in my later years, how do I you know fly to my shows if I'm going to do them? Well, yeah, you and I just did uh, the Philadelphia show earlier this year. Yeah, we, we flew there. Man, that was so was much awesome. better than spending fourteen hours in the in the vehicle with. 
eight other people sweating and farting on you. Yeah, the, the flight was less than an hour. And we got hammered for free. Yeah, yeah, the, the flight attendants were just super cool. Yeah, the flight attendant came by, they were like, yo, I want some drinks. And yeah. Steve and I were both like, yeah, give us a double Jack and Coke. And we were the only ones drinking on the plane, a, a, a nice commuter plane, too. Like, there was probably 50 people or more on the plane, and we were the only ones drinking. Yeah, and uh, they gave us our drinks for free. Yeah, it was super cool. Thanks, Delta. I know, right? And, uh... Yeah, we, we each had, like, two Double Jack and Cokes, and then mm-hmm. I remember we got off at, you know, in the terminal at the airport yeah. and everything. It was me, you, and my girlfriend, Adriana. Yeah. And you and I kept drinking. We were feeling pretty freaking good because everybody else that we were traveling there with, they all drove to that Yeah, show. they weren't they even there the yet. Equipment and everything. Yeah, we, le- we left a day late, and we actually beat them. Yeah, we spent more time driving to the airport than we did in the air. Literally, it was great. yeah, it was it was every awesome. freaking penny. It wasn't even that bad. I think it was what, like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it was just a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I want to do every show like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then, um, out of all those shows that you've done and everything over the years, do you have any favorites that you just absolutely love? Uh, the shows they they were kind of all the same: wake up, tattoo, go to sleep, wake up, tattoo. You know, but a lot of the the Thursday nights is when we went out and you know, really got to see the cities a little bit, at least, as much as we could do, go out to a nice dinner, check out a couple of bars and nightclubs, you know, oh, or yeah. the know occasional... Thursday. Right. <laughs> the occasional, like I said, zoo or aquarium or whatever was going on in the city that we went to, you know, there was a... Are there any that really stand out to you that you remember you had a great time with or anything like that? Um... I think a lot of them were good times. It was the best times were spent with friends that we had made on the uh, because of the tour and made lots of connections and friends. So that, I think those were the best ones. The cities that I really love, uh, I love them for different reasons. Houston was cool. Um, we got these little, I don't even remember what they're called, but uh, they're like these little biscuits with stuff inside of them we went there like almost every day for like breakfast and whatnot but i can't remember breakfast biscuit yeah but there's they had all kinds they had like meat ones and breakfast ones and whatnot i can't remember what they're called it'll come to me here in a second yeah something like (laughs) that yeah i can't remember now after being on the road and everything you guys would come back and i think they were called klotchkis Okay. Something like that. <laughs> but there was a, also the cool thing about Houston is there was this rad all-you-could-eat Middle Eastern buffet in one of the um, strip malls that was right by the right by the hotel. And I remember we, we went there a couple times. Now, so I, I've been to a couple shows with you now. Mm-hmm. And literally going through a show with you, you cannot swing a dead cat without hitting somebody that freaking knows you. Like, everybody freaking knows Sharky Steve. Well, I was very fortunate. You know, I have a pretty good personality. Uh, I've, I've met a lot of people just by talking to them, you know, at that t- that point You're in time. Smoking and joking. Smoking, yeah. Yeah, out breaks, cigarette breaks, just talking to people, you know. Oh, hey, check out this tattoo that I'm doing. Or, you know, this is my client because the client would come out and smoke with us. You know, oh, check out what I'm doing. And just got to meet and mingle, you know. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, that's a... Uh, an element that we actually, you know, did well at was moving meeting and, people. Moving and shaking. Moving and shaking is what I say. And, then, you know, like that, I'm 
doing some good, awesome tattoos. You're bringing home some awards. People probably start recognizing you. Like, Absolutely. Oh, that's the guy that won all those awards last weekend. Yeah, or even years, too, because I have, uh, um, in fact, Cleveland, it gets a bad rap, but I love Cleveland going downtown to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland Tina is what I call her. She's a, a fantastic lady. She got tattooed by me every year I went to Cleveland. So that was uh, super cool. I like oh, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a bad rap. So, the barrio, they have amazing uh, build your own tacos and tacos and stuff. It was a fantastic. So, now, I, I recently talked to Jordan about this, and him and I agree and disagree on a couple things. Mm -hmm. So, I absolutely love the tattoo industry, I love everything about it. There's a lot that needs improvement, don't get me wrong, but I love tattooing. I've put over 20 years of my life into it. Mm -hmm. And you've put many, many years of your life into it. As well. So, now, when the pandemic happened, and we had to shut down for a while, mm -hmm. oh, Alexa's making a little announcement to me right now, uh -oh. bitch. So, we had to shut down for a while, and then... Yep, during the... The, the C... The... Yeah. I don't know if I can that say shit. it anymore. <laughs> so... All the shows stopped that year. There were no travel. Yeah, no, they uh, they went to an immediate halt. Uh, yeah, so we didn't travel, we didn't tattoo, and I think we were closed for months. Yeah, we were closed for like three months. It yeah, sucked. yeah, and it was a, a good time to reflect on, you know, the tattoo industry and the good times and whatnot, because it's completely changed now. Well, yeah, so that's what I was getting at with asking you is... You know, with all that time on the road and all that time just jamming every day and working your ass off and everything, and do you feel like the industry is taken from you because of like your injury and everything? Um, no, no, because I, you know, I was compensated, you know, uh, quite well. So I don't think it's taken from me. It's a little weird when you, you know, you go to a show. The shows are way more busy than they used to be. You know, and you see a bunch of these just new people that you've never seen at any shows. Because you end up seeing the, get there early and you see the people setting up and they're the, the dedicated ones. And they're the ones that work for big companies kind of like, like we did. And not that we work for a company, but just bigger groups that travel together. Right. So, um, when did you first, it was back in like 2019, 2020 when you found out that, uh, you had some stuff going on with it came on all of a sudden over over the year and uh just got a little bit worse and a little bit worse and then i had to start using a cane and so was it it was all with your walk at first wasn't it yeah you, you thought yeah. it was like some lower back stuff lower back injury or something i thought it was and like uh because uh, i would like trip every once in a while and that was kind of weird yeah i remember um it, you know i thought maybe it was just because i was drunk or something i don't know but <laughs> But it started happening when I was sober, too, so... Right. I remember your concern was, like, you had pinched, like, a nerve in your lower back, or it was, like, something to do with your sacrum. Or... Yeah, yeah. We thought it was an SI joint injury at first. Yeah. Well, I remember I was even giving you some physical mm -hmm. therapy advice, yeah. because I had been through physical therapy for the SI, the sacroiliac joint, yeah. before, too. Yeah. So I had given you a couple of exercises that I did that helped me, and then that didn't start helping, so... Um, you, ultimately, you ended up having surgery. Yeah, on my uh, 
C5 vertebrae, I had a, uh, a pinched spinal cord. They call it a... Oh, it's, it was kind of pinched. I grew an arthritic nodule inside my spine, so it gave me a neurological disorder. Sounds like a zombie girl. Kind of. <laughs> brother that I was supposed to have yeah, oh, yeah. up here. Yeah, so and that's what this is all his hair. Yeah, right. right. All his hair that grew. It's my shark belly. <laughs> that's a picture of you know what your would be brother looks yeah, like. Yeah, his name is Bruce. So now being back and everything, because you had to take quite a bit of time off after your surgery. Yeah, I took about I took about a half a year off, and then uh, I came back very slowly. And, and, then, you're, uh, and you're still kind of like taking it. Yeah, with I have. Ease. I tattoo way more of the stuff that I want to and not the stuff that I needed to back in the day. I've been very fortunate um, to be able to do that. Kind of just take a step back and... Uh, now, you're not traveling near, anywhere near as much. No, no, no. Uh, when I finally decided to stop traveling, when I, when I realized I was actually hurt and I had to go have surgery, I decided to you know, just do a couple of shows a year just for fun. You know, uh, so do you? Now that you still do some shows and everything, you still get like that taste of it and everything. Do you do you miss that life of being constantly on the road, though? Oh yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, I thought did. it was great. Um, so what do you what do you miss about it? Just being in a different place, or yeah, you know, just being a little free. You know, I I have a wife and kids. You know, so when I would go on the, not that I you know ever did anything that I would regret or maybe I don't know I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you drank a couple too many beers one night and had probably hanging over too bad, and you might regret that. Yes, yeah, but um, no, your no, your family's amazing. Your, yeah, your wife and your kids are. They were super supportive of me over my journey, um, and then even in now in my injury, they, they've been super supportive. Yeah. So, um, with doing the shows that you're doing, are are you kind of picking and choosing more of the shows that you want to do, like? There's certain ones that you only want to do. Well, Detroit, you know, since being in, in a Michigander, uh, Detroit's always been a, a who's who of tattooers in in our state, and then you know, surrounding states. Well, this this year you actually didn't work it. I, I haven't worked it in the last couple of years. I just go and attend. kind of attend and mingle, I like to hang out with my sponsor company, and you know, just keep keep face, and you know, and they've been fantastic with me since I've been injured. Yeah, that was a. Um, uh, Still keeping me on the, the team and everything. That was the next uh, thing I wanted to get to is, so you picked up a sponsorship from not just not just anybody. You picked right. up a pretty pretty high-end high uh, sponsorship. Um, I was super blessed uh, to be a part of the Tatsol uh, family. They're fantastic people. Um, based in California, super cool guys. And uh, every, in fact, everybody that works for them is super cool. All of their sponsored artists are the creme de la creme, so I've felt very, very honored. Well, I mean, you got a wall full of plaques and awards and various accolades that you earned. Indeed. That, indeed. that right to sit at that table. Yeah, no, then they've been fantastic. Like I said, even with the injury um, and the, the fact that I don't really tattoo that much, you know, anymore, they've, they've still been really cool. Oh, yeah, they don't want to lose their, their sharp berry steam. I know, right? you got to bring a little sharp to the, to the right. table. Um. So, with uh, 
with everything that we talked about, you know, with traveling and, you know, where you've been in your career. Now, you, you've said to me before in private that you feel like you've gotten a lot out of tattooing. Oh, 100%, yeah. I owe tattooing everything that I have, you know, now. So, so um, what do you feel like the future holds for you with... Retirement. Yeah? <laughs> uh, being a trophy husband. <laughs> well, I mean, do you still plan on being involved with the industry? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, where I'm going to shift, uh, I'm still going to tattoo. Um, I've got a badass apprentice right now, and she's doing great. She's been coming up, so I think that's where I'm going to focus most of my energy is, you know, on her and the way she... Now you're talking about Caitlin, right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> this is a mean green bean. The mean green bean. Nah, she's she's got a couple of names. She's tr trying to to you know, chop out. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna carve out a great name for herself. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I think that's where a lot of my energy is gonna go. Um, traveling still maybe. Um, I there's a possibility that I'll be doing some more things with Tatsol, so that's awesome. Heck yeah. Now, when uh, you say retirement, what do you mean by that? I'm trying not to work anymore, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you're saying, like, I'm going to do, do these apprenticeships yeah. for people, and uh, no, I'm going to still travel, and I'm still going to tattoo here, and there's so Well, I live five blocks from the tattoo shop, so I don't think they're ever going to get rid of me at any point, so... I think that that's kind of fun. Well, no, because even on your days off, you come up there to make sure we're all drinking. Absolutely. <laughs> Having a couple of, you know, beverages. So all this time that you've spent in the industry and things that you've seen happen in the industry, you know, the good and the bad. Mm, there have been some bad. What, what would you say to somebody that's breaking into the industry right now? Like, what, what advice would you give them? What would you tell them to avoid doing any lessons that you could uh, teach them that you know hard lessons that you've learned in your career um hard lessons um just be truthful with your clients you know what i mean um turn away something that you like don't know that you're gonna do good you know uh, especially when you start there's a this great jump to do amazing cool tattoos you know but we all learned on doing you know little kanjis and whatnot you know there's a just to stick with it you know what i mean if uh if you're good then you'll continue you know but if if you uh one don't have the right people around you and don't have uh, a quality mentor um, granted, there are people that are self-taught in the industry that are doing fantastically. Right, but they had to claw their way through. All indeed, that, indeed. You know? um, I I would say find a group of dudes that you really like, or even young ladies, because there I know a, a plethora of fantastic female tattooers okay. uh, in the industry. And they're freaking killing it. Too. Uh, absolutely, I think it was probably it. a dozen right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so the, just find some quality people in your area, you know, look at their tattoos. If you like them, then, you know, try and learn from them. Or uh, reach out to them, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of big, tough, you know, looking dudes, but they're mostly just softies, I've found. And, what? well, the, and the girls. No, girls. fucking arm wrestle people. Right. <laughs> so, I appreciate you... Uh, Coming and talking about stuff. Oh, yeah, this has been great. I'm trying not to <laughs> bitch too much about things like I did with Jordan. Um, 
That will keep it keep it lively here. Yeah. So, what, what do you think the about the shift that the industry is in right now? Uh, well, especially in our town, um, like just with COVID and everything, it's just way become a little more personal. Um, you know what I mean? I think uh, you just. Uh, you got to be a little more weary, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think, you know, given our shop and everything, right. for example, the way it is. I, feel, I feel like we were able to take that bad situation of COVID, of the pandemic and everything. We all kind of regrouped, and it brought us all together tighter. I, I think, think so. so. When yeah. we all came back, and taught us all how to appreciate each other And more. especially when we came back to traveling on the road, that was fantastic. You know, everybody... They, uh, even during the weird gray area where was it a masked show or did you have to do this or did you have to have, you know, the, the vaccine or whatever. So that was, that was a lot of really interesting years. Did you have to, you know, like wear a freaking mask at any of the shows that you did? Oh yeah, yeah. There were quite a few shows that, um. The cities hadn't opened back up like fully yet, so we had to use all kinds of PPE. Did you, you, know? did you see any like crazy clients coming in there with like the dishwashing gloves on and yeah. the gas mask or and space everything? suits and yeah. whatnot? You know, there were a few, but Their hazmat suits. Yeah, no, we like a beekeeper. We, uh, you know, were always um, overseen by the health department, and they they were really good to us and told us what we needed to do, and then we just you know followed the rules. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I will cut this one a little short today. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me yeah, I, I, on I, the podcast. On the podcast. Well, the, the, the Inkwell, Inkwell podcast. The Inkwell yeah, he finally decided to stick with the name. So how can people find you once again on your social? Um, if, well, if you have a dumb tattoo you want, um, you can hit me up at Big Steve Tattoo on Instagram. And uh, just kind of go from there. Not big Steve tattoos, not no S, just uh, just tattoo. Yes, Singular. the one big Steve. <laughs>